With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Here we are, the Raider Nation mailbag for this Wednesday, December 27th, 2023. The year is almost over. And, uh, you know, it's weird, Mo. I wrote a, a personal piece that I write up on my Substack about the year. I had a lot of challenges this year with some, some of my, uh, one of my children had a, a really severe health issue. I had some professional challenges, some health issues, all kinds of stuff. But I will tell you that uh, I feel so blessed not only to be able to do this show with you, but also with the listeners out there. Uh, even when they disagree with us and tell us we're wrong, that shows that they care. So I want to just give a, a, a shout out and appreciation to everybody as we approach the end of the year. And no matter how your year is, you might have had the best year of your life. You might have had the worst year of your life. Just always remember you keep going and you learn from the bad stuff. The good stuff keeps you keeps you feeling good. Uh, but we certainly appreciate everything you've done. The growth we've seen with the show has been just blows me away. And uh, we continue to do that. And and we get, get Mo, remember we were having the conversation, the network, the people, the network, uh, because we're, you know, we're, we're now uh, third overall in the network, not just NFL, overall, or fifth, sorry, we're fifth overall. And we're competing with national, I mean, God bless Boomer Esiason, NFL player, all that stuff. You know, we're right up there with his podcast. Like, we're, we, that's how well we've done. And everybody at the network is like, and the Raiders haven't been very good. And I'm like, yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if this team was 12 and four right now? Jeez. You get a lot more smiles. A lot of people said that they. I was a lot happier on the last show that we did. And oh, really? I think it showed. Yeah, a lot of people commented like, Mo's a lot, you know, more chipper. I guess you would, you would call it. A lot of people use other words for it, but a lot happier after Raiders <laughs> win against Kansas City. I, I didn't notice it myself, but yeah. it, it was – you say this all the time, Scott. We don't root for the Raiders to be, you know, to be a bad football team. We give our objective opinions what we think, and yeah. sometimes it's not always a positive thing. But it's always best when the Raiders are winning and looking good. It's great for us. It's great for the fans. Everyone's right. happy. Everyone wants to have a discussion. It's always a positive so yeah. that just shines when when the Raiders are good. You know, some fans check out. I don't check out, 
but I have to be a lot more stern and fans don't want to sometimes hear what I have to say when things aren't going well. But when things are going well, I think they hear the words that are coming out of my mouth a lot. They're a lot more receptive to what I'm saying. And it makes it seem like, oh, he's a lot more chipper. But again, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm with the fans out there. I'm watching the games just as you are, though I'm not rooting as a fan. I'm hoping the Raiders do well. Well, and that's that's what I always tell people too, because like I had somebody reach out to me. Oh, come on, Scott! You know you got you've been covering the team now for seven years. You you got to root for them. I'm like, no, I root for them to do well. You just said it perfectly, right? Right. And and it's and it's because I try to up uh, uh, to to keep that objectivity. And yes, every right. once I mean, Mo, you grew up a Raiders fan, so it's harder for you. I'm sure you have to like push it way down, right? For me, it's, yeah, I, I like when they do well because not only is it great for the show, I, I don't want to come out and talk about bad things. That's why I don't understand people in political talk. God bless them. They do their thing and, and they make money for their family and all that kind of stuff, support themselves. But like, I can't imagine going on the air every every time and just complaining and talking about how bad shit is and all that kind of like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like, I couldn't do it. Like, it would drive me batty. So, I always find it interesting because we get people from all perspectives, all walks of life. And I love when the people come on and are like, dude, these guys aren't even fans. Why do you even listen to these guys? And it's like, that's why they listen because they are fans and they want to hear the truth from people. They don't want to be spoon fed, you know, Hey, Oh, great. That's not what we do here. And so I appreciate, and we talk about, we, so many of our friends are fan content creators. Right. I mean, I went to Nashville mm -hmm. to be on Raiders fan radio. They are a fan show. And it's funny. Then you bring on fans on the show like we have Murph on the post game, and people are like, dude, what's up? You can't believe you have that guy in your show. He's all he's, uh, he's he's ridiculous. He's 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 got this idea. And that. He's a fan. <laughs> you, you can't have it both ways. And you and I have always been open to and love to hear people and give them a voice. Right. So if you're a fan and you think Aiden O'Connell is the answer from now until the end of eternity, great. We, th we, we think differently, but we don't think we don't think uh, less of you because of your opinion there. So it's always, always fun to hear that. And I'm glad people thought you were happy. It's, it's the holidays. You had your full your fill of rainbow cake. Yes, I was full of How rainbow. cake. By the way, I had I had a full plate of rainbow cake the, right before <laughs> I the night before I recorded that. Yes. Had some nice ice cream, some nice coffee, mm. caramel crunch ice cream. So I was I was in a good mood. It was the holiday season. I yes. think that was part of it. That's awesome. I did 16 hours. I did pulled pork this Christmas. Like we had, usually uh. we kind of do traditional stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do a big pork shoulder. And we're going to. And it was awesome, man. It was so good. Oh, all right. Enough of that food. I believe me, I need to cut the food. All right, we're back. We're talking Raiders football. We're back having your voice. And our next call comes from a guy I remember from Raider Fan Radio. Actually, the next two calls were guys that listened to me. The last call, he gives me a little bit of crap, which is funny. But this call is from Central Valley Raider, who you can also see on X.com. Really active guy, really fun guy. Uh, and uh, so we're going to hear from him now, see what he has to say. Hey, Scott. Hey, Mo. Hey, um... Very excited, uh, really motivated for this team, really glad that what they did to KC. Um, really excited for the running back, uh, Zamir White. He just balled out 145 yards, 22 carries, just did really good. So a couple questions. Um, so first one, because Zamir is younger and expensive and what he produced, does that make – um, Jacobs, 
um, more easier to go and not come back, save that kid, that money. Um, that's question one. I'm not saying because I'm here had one good game that right away we're going to blow up everyone, get rid of everybody. <laughs> no, but I know Zymir is young. He got fresh legs. Um, I mean, Jacobs is young too, but the guy, you know, and he's a former running back and champion. I get it. But long term, he wants big money. So if we're trying to, if AP is going to get this team, um, he's going to want to build this, this team, right? He doesn't, he's not going to want to be strapped for money. So, do they keep Zamir and maybe grab another running back um, in the draft? Um, okay. Secondly, um, OC, could you do you possibly think that we could offer Keith Benemy? I don't know if I'm saying his last name, the OC from Kansas City, and offer him the head OC slash assistant head coach job. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's enticing to him. He gets in the division, gets to play his former team twice a year. He's with with the commanders. I don't know if he's really motivated or excited about that, but I think his creative mind and his discipline is, you know, offensively, which I've heard and read before hires with his players, would be really a good thing for, for any quarterback we get. Third, uh, Devontae Adams. I really believe, and I hate to say this, is that we should move on with him, take possibly the Jets' fifth-round pick, and use that fifth-round pick for um, the quarterback from LSU. Hmm. Um, mobile, he's young, um, just a gifted athlete. And he played at Arizona State with AP. And then finally um, – Oh, my God, I forgot what I was going to say. I apologize. <laughs> anyway, Scott, Mo, uh, thanks for the show. Um, hopefully you, you can answer some of my questions. I know it's kind of a lot. All right, man. Have a good one. There you go. Central Valley Raider out. There you go. There's Central Valley Raider. Thanks, man. Hey, I want to start there, Mo. There's a lot there. I know we won't get to all of it probably, but but I want to answer and talk about one of the things he brought up because I've, I've gotten this question from a couple people. And that is Eric Bieniemy. So a couple things with Eric Bieniemy. Number one is uh, personality. Now, again, this is coming. I don't know. I don't know Eric Bieniemy. Never been around him. Uh, I was around him way back in the day when the Las Vegas posse of the Canadian Football League was around. I was in college. They played one season in Las Vegas. He was on the team. That's the only time I've ever been around the guy, but not as a coach. So we have heard, though, his personality pretty abrasive. Okay, sounds a little bit more like Josh McDaniels. So I don't think that fits well with the Raider, with what's going on with the Raiders, number one. Number two, and it's not talked about a lot, Ron Rivera in Washington is going to be fired. There's no question. And if you look at what Eric Bieniemy's done in Washington this year, I don't care what talent you have. He's gotten Sam Howell almost killed. I mean, if you look at Sam Howell, that offensive line is so bad, but yet he does not change the offense up enough, give the kid a chance to even survive and so I don't think he's done a very good job in Washington, even with what he has. So I don't think Eric Bieniemy, this hiring round, is going to be a guy that is in demand. I'll say this, Scott, because a lot of people have brought up Eric Bieniemy. A lot of people have brought up some off the field matters that he's had. But let's remember, yeah. Tom Cable was part of the Raiders sure as far as John Gruden's coaches staffing. He had his pass. So that's that's number one. 
As far as the production for the Washington Commanders offense on the field, I agree with you. At first, it seemed like Sam Howe, that Eric Bain was getting the most out of Sam Howe as a fifth-round pick. But as the year went on, Sam Howe has tapered off and fallen off of a cliff. He's been benched in consecutive weeks now for Jacoby Brissett, and his, his days as a starter in Washington are probably numbered for the rest of the season. That offense hasn't, it started out okay, but it hasn't done enough for Eric Bieniemy to get a ton of buzz. And again, I know a lot of people like Eric Bieniemy, but as you, I agree with you on this one, I don't think he's going to be a hot ticket candidate for a head coaching position. Probably a lateral OC job with a better quarterback. Maybe you'll get better results. But typically, if you have a down season, you know, if your offense doesn't have a good season, you're not going to get a lot of buzz. Right. So I, I don't I don't think and you talked about his personality. I remember when Eric Bain was first hired under Ron Rivera, players did complain about his personality, kind of rub guys the wrong way. So that is another factor that you have to consider. Now, to answer some of, of Central Valley Raiders other questions, I'll take the first the other two, because I talked about them on my Bleach Report Live. Yes, with Zamir White producing the way he's producing, it's more likely that Josh Jacobs is on the outs. I talked about I We'll discuss that on the following show that comes out on Thursday. But yes, Zamir White much cheaper than Josh Jacobs, and I said, and I fully believe that unless Josh Jacobs is willing to take less, now you would push back against that because you want the bag as a running back because running backs don't get paid. But unless he's willing to take less, I don't know if he's back as a Raider, even if Antonio Pierce is back. The last point, the last question that Central Valley Raider had about Devontae Adams trading up for their trading him to the Jets for the fifth pick. Let's remember that 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 blueprint doesn't always work for, or typically doesn't work for a young quarterback. Look at the Carolina Panthers. They traded DJ Moore, their top wide receiver, to the Bears to move up for Bryce Young. And a lot of people are already calling Bryce Young a bust. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young doesn't have much around him. His best wide receiver, his best pass catcher is 33, 34-year-old Adam Thielen. So if you're trading Devontae Adams, you could possibly or potentially hurt the growth or development or stunt the development of your young quarterback. So I'm not in favor of trading Devontae Adams. I would give the Jets future draft capital, uh, players other than Max Crosby, but I'm not in favor of trading Devontae Adams to move up simply because then you're getting rid of your security blanket for your young quarterback to grow and develop and be an impact playmaker. The other thing here too, Mo, because we talk about it, and I know there are people who want to resist it, and I'm sorry, you're just wrong. You can never have too many quarterbacks, and the quarterback position is the most important there is, and the Raiders' number one priority is getting a quarterback. So I understand what he's saying. There. Yep. Do you not think the Jets – I mean, listen, I know Aaron Rodgers is going to come back next year, all that jazz. Do you think the Jets if, – if the Jets aren't in position to take one of those top quarterbacks, you don't think they're going to take them? I think they do. Now, you're in New York. You're closer to the Jets, folks, because you're always on those shows because we know you're a closet fan, but – I kid. <laughs> um, but – you look at that, if I'm the Jets at number five, and let's just say Drake May is there or Jaden Daniel, whatever, and we like him, I, you got to take him. Now, you might trade down if you think, hey, we're going to try to go for it next year. I get that. We don't know what's going to happen with it. But now the Jets, the coach, the GM, they're under pressure. They got So they got to win quickly. So maybe that points them to, to not look about a, a young quarterback yet and instead try to go for winning next year. But, man, in the NFL, if you're smart, I'm telling you, if you're in the top five and one of those guys is there, I'm taking them. I don't care. 
you're absolutely right about that. But I guess what Central Valley Raiders getting at is, do you say, hey, hey, Jets, if you're not going to take a quarterback, do you want the Vontae yeah. Adams? We'll take the we'll take the fifth overall pick. And it, again, it's just to me, it's counterproductive to building around a young quarterback because now you're going to have to find a wide receiver in this draft class, and you're probably not going to get Marvin Harrison because he's going top three in all right. likelihood to a team that's not going to get a quarterback. But it, it's it's not easy to just pluck a productive wide receiver. It's easy to find a productive wide receiver than a quarterback, but you just can't assume that the wide receiver you get after Devontae Adams is going to be as productive. Right. And the mistake the Raiders made was getting Adams in the first place. And I know people are going to say, what are you talking about? That's crazy talk. No, because the last thing you need in building a team is a wide receiver like that, right? So, I mean, you look at what the Bengals did. The Bengals got Jamar Chase, right? But they got him after they got Joe Burrow, okay? So, to me... That's it goes back to the Josh McDaniels. We can break that thing down in the offseason and how poorly they did and what they did and how it wasn't a good plan because they went with Derek Carr when they didn't like Derek Carr and then they paid the price for that and screwed the franchise in a bunch of different ways. So you look at that and you say, yeah, but but now that he's already there, Devontae Adams is there. You don't go back and erase that mistake and try to write it by trading him away. I think you're right, Mo. I think you got to keep him. You go get the quarterback. Look what Houston did before C.J. Stroud got injured. Look what they did with a good, functionally mobile quarterback who can throw accurately with a bunch of no-name, low-end wide receivers drafted late. Tank Dell, what a season he had before he got hurt. All these guys, so it goes to show you, you get the quarterback in, it'll all take care of itself. I mean, that's it. But Central Valley Raiders. I I will say this. I will say this. I I, I wouldn't go as far as to call Devontae Adams trade a mistake, but at this point of time. Timing was a mistake. It's awkward time because I think you, they, they're tr- they were trying to push for the playoffs. So they thought they were going to be a playoff team after they came with a right. playoff appearance. So I, I understand the move. But at this point in time, if we're talking about the right now, right? Yeah. You're not playing. You're not going to be paying. Well, assuming they move on from Jim Garoppolo, you're not going to be paying your quarterback too much money. So you can afford to spend in other areas and have a high price wide receiver. I just think if you're building around a quarterback, you want that young quarterback to have his top wide receiver because the number one example is, as I said, in Carolina. If Bryce Young had a number one wide receiver, I think he would be a lot better of a quarterback and people wouldn't be calling him a bust. Right. You don't want that same thing to happen with Jaden Daniels, who Central Valley Raider was talking about. Right, and, and you have Trey Tucker, you have Michael Mayer, some young players there too. And it's weird that they kind of drafted those guys even though they didn't have a quarterback plan. Uh, but but that's okay. So there we go. All right. Central Valley Raider, we appreciate your call. All right, we're going to get to our last mm-hmm. call here. This is Jacob from Fresno who starts off um, calling me a, a really nice name. Wait, let's see. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
this season, you know, we just got off of two pretty wild division wins. That's awesome. But a Aiden O'Connell is proving to be the kind of guy that, you know, you make it to the playoffs, your quarterback gets nicked up, you got a backup that goes in there and can manage the game, and hopefully your guy's good next week because you're going to lose. That's just the reality of it. O'Connell is okay. He's an okay, he's a fine quarterback that maybe one day in eight years he might have some great story like a Josh McCown type guy, but for the bulk of his career he's going to be a backup guy. Now my question, if you could have any one quarterback, say the Raiders just magic happens, right, and we get the first-round draft pick from the Bears somehow, I don't know, who are you picking? Mm. Who are you getting? Jaden Daniels? Is it uh, Michael Penix Jr.? Is it the ever-sought-after Caleb Williams? You guys let me know. All right. Appreciate everything you do. Take it easy. All right. <laughs> there you go. Jacob from Fresno. Obviously a, a Raiders fan radio listener as well, too. That was good. Good stuff. Good good comedy. <laughs> Um, so quarterback. Yeah. So he, what he said about O'Connell is not anything different than we've said. And, and it, mm-hmm. it's not that O'Connell can't get better. I think he just has his limitations, which do not make him a franchise quarterback. That said, you look at the top three, Mo, even going into the top five, six guys in this draft. Of course, Caleb Williams been compared to Patrick Mahomes for some of his qualities, obviously not putting him in that category, but he shows a little bit of that too. Some of the luster has been lost on him because of how USC has performed because of some of the things that we've seen from him from an attitude perspective uh, after games, not coming out, talking to the media, jumping into the stands and crying with his mom. I'm not making fun of him. I'm just repeating facts. Um, then you have, uh, you have Drake may, you have Jaden Daniels. A lot of Raider nation seems to be hot on Jaden Daniels because of his connection to Arizona state and, and to Antonio Pierce. And he obviously won the Heisman trophy. You look at those guys and you figure it out. Uh, it's it, to me, it's it's hard to give an answer, a little bit, because I don't know who the offensive coordinator is going to be. I don't know what the plan is. If we're assuming the coach is Antonio Pierce, which I think is a fair assumption, okay. We still don't know what offense they're running. We don't know who's going to come in and what system it is and who's going to develop them. So I'm I'm a little bit unsure. I can just throw a name out there. And I, I'm sort of in – a lot of people are kind of putting down Drake May. I like Drake May a lot. Um, but the dynamism of both Williams and Daniels catches people's attention. I tend, to, I tend to be a little more in the Daniels camp at this point, Mo. But I do like Penix. I like Knicks as well for lower picks in the first round. Um, but clearly those three guys are the guys that people are going to focus on. So you're choosing between two Heisman Trophy winners, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, that's basically what, I mean, one. for the most people, I would say it's Caleb Williams or it's Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Now, I'm going to dig into, obviously, the quarterback prospects and further break them down during the offseason. So this isn't a definitive answer. This is subject to change based on what I see after the season. But I think at this point, you don't complicate it. Caleb Williams. I mean, who's been talked about as the consensus number one overall pick? you know, even before the season started. And I don't think Caleb Williams has done anything to change that this year. Now, USC as a team, disappointed, but a lot of that was their defense couldn't stop me or you on a, on a go route. So, I mean, this point of time, before I'm digging into the quarterback prospects in depth and watching all their football games, 
you don't complicate this. You don't second get this, guess this. If the Raiders have the number one overall pick, it's definitely Caleb Williams. Now I know Jaden Daniels is the hot name right now because he just won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. But Caleb Williams has has multiple seasons of high production, whereas Jaden Daniels has, you know, he has some decent years, but then he had one breakout Maybe. year this year. Caleb Williams has been good every year, even going back to his time at Oklahoma. So he has a larger body of work, longer resume of, of high production as a quarterback. And he's exactly what you want in today's league. Now, Jane Daniels is also what you want in today's league because of mobility, functional mobility, by the way. I'm not calling Caleb Williams a generational player. I'm not ready to say he's Patrick Mahomes 2.0. But what I'm saying is right now, you have the number one overall pick. You're taking quarterback. You don't complicate it. It's Caleb Williams. Yeah, and, and that's the, the issue, though, is to get Caleb Williams, I think you got to get to number one. Yeah. I, they, they couldn't do it last year when supposedly, I mean, we hear the conflicting reports that, you know, <laughs> McDaniels wanted Bryce Young and somebody else wanted Stroud, you know, all that stuff. So we don't know what the truth is. But I think with this one, I just don't see Chicago no. trading out unless you give them something absolutely bananas, which I don't think the Raiders will do. So that said, if Caleb Williams goes number one overall, that's that's where he's going to go. And I, I would expect that to happen. I mean, it would be a shock if it didn't. Okay. Go ahead. And I'm not putting down Jaden Daniels other years because he had 17 touchdown no. passes, two interceptions as a true freshman, 17 touchdown passes, and three interceptions, you know, previous year before this year. But what I'm saying is Caleb Williams had high production, yep. two different programs throughout his collegiate career. Yep. So I, I think, of course, as the as the draft season comes around, you're going to get people who have different quarterbacks at the top. You mentioned Drake May. Some people are higher on J.J. McCarthy, believe it or not. Some people are higher on Michael Penning. Some people are higher on Bo Nix. Some people are higher on that guy. I, I think if it's number one, which I don't think the Rays will have a shot because I agree with you. I think the Bears are going to take a quarterback and move on from Justin Fields. It's Caleb Williams. But after that, if it's not Caleb and the Bears go with Caleb number one, then Jaden Daniels will be my number two right now. Yeah, and Jaden Daniels, to your point about the one year, I mean, we saw that with Joe Burrow too, right? I mean, now his his one year was the best year of any quarterback in college football history, yeah. right? So <laughs> it's a little different than comparing. So I can't compare the two guys, but you're right. And, and that's the thing I think I always try to talk with, when fans ask me questions about players specifically is, remember, it doesn't matter who they are, there's risk. So yeah. you can't pick a perfect player and say, well, if we pick that guy, he's going to be it. Like, you just can't do it. You just, you, you just can't do it. Ask the Jets, right? Ask the Giants. All these guys, they look good. They draft them and with all the great intent, but you just don't know. You don't know. So I think the, the Raiders have an opportunity. There's four or five guys that you could pick in the first round, different stages of the round. Whoever they like, whoever they're scouting, whoever their GM, if it's Champ Kelly, somebody else, that's who they're going to go with. But certainly we we uh, we have our opinion, so that's good. But uh, uh, Jacob and Fresno, thank you, man, for the comedy and for the call. A great question there <laughs> on that one. So that's gonna that's gonna bring our our mailbag show to a close. Always fun talking to everybody. And again, if you want to call, if you want to write in, you can write in to mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. If you want to call in, like you heard today, or all calls today, it's 702 900 Seven eight six nine seven zero two nine hundred seven eight six nine to talk to us here, Mo. We will be back tomorrow with our regular show. We're going to break into some of 
what's going on with the Antonio Pierce situation. We'll talk about that and the, the momentum built there. We'll also talk about the Raiders defense. We got to get deep into that and we'll preview the Colts game. I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. A lot to get to, a lot to look forward to. Now, we hope that Raiders continue this run that they're going on. They don't, hopefully, we'll, we'll talk about this tomorrow, but hopefully, they don't have a letdown at their emotional game against the Chiefs because they're staring at eight and eight and possibly a winning season. And maybe, just maybe, with some help, a playoff spot. Absolutely. It's not on the question. Even an AFC West crown is within reach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might be a long reach, but it's it's still there. So we'll see. <laughs> but we'll talk about and break it all down tomorrow. For our producer, Mike Robier, for Momote, and I'm Scott Cobranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, the Wednesday edition, the Raider Nation mailbag edition. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow. Take care. All right. All right, man, I got to run. Here. I'm like All right. a half hour late. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's, that's okay, buddy. No, no big right. deal. Okay. All right. Care. Bye. Take care.